Hello and welcome back to The Average Shepherd. I'm your host, Deacon Sam, and as always, thank you for joining me on The Average Shepherd podcast. So today is Sunday in the 25th week of Ordinary Time. Today's homily is entitled, Vaccines and Issues of the Heart, and we're reading from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 9, verses 30 through 37. Let's begin. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus and his disciples made their way through Galilee, and he did not want anyone to know because he was instructing his disciples. He was telling them, The Son of Man will be delivered into the hands of men. They will put him to death, and three days after he has been put to death, he will rise again. But they did not understand what he had said, and they were afraid to ask him. They came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, What were you arguing about on the road? They said nothing because they had been arguing which of them was the greatest. So he sat down, called the twelve to him and said, If anyone wants to be first, he must make himself last of all and servant of all. Then he took a little child, set him in front of them, put his arms round him and said to them, Anyone who welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me, and anyone who welcomes me welcomes not me but the one who sent me. The Gospel of the Lord. The common thread we find running through this Sunday's three readings are the subjects of jealousy and envy. Now, these are vices which begin invisibly in the heart, but they do have very real effects in the division they cause in our relationships, in our families, in communities, and in the world. Jealousy and envy are related to each other in the sense that they both concern human possessions, but they're not actually the same thing, although we seem to use them interchangeably in speech. Envy, strictly speaking, is about wanting what other people have, their looks, their family, their job, house, car, money, clothes, etc. But envy goes beyond simply wanting that thing. Envy is about wanting it to the detriment of the other person. Envy is about stripping from another person that which rightly belongs to them. We hear envy at work in today's first reading from the Book of Wisdom, which we hear the quote, The wicked say to themselves, Let us lie in wait for the virtuous man, since he annoys us and he opposes our way of life. We hear here that the the wicked are envious because the just person possesses virtues that they don't. So they're driven to tear him down, to destroy that virtue that they see in him. We hear this when the text continues, quote, Let us test him with cruelty and with torture, and thus explore this gentleness of his and put his endurance to the proof. We're hearing here the desires of hearts which have been twisted up by envy the kind of person who cannot bear seeing goodness in others because they think that it shines light on their own shortcomings. This is the kind of attitude which eventually led to the Pharisees and the crowds to kill Jesus as we heard him prophesy in today's gospel. Jealousy, on the other hand, is a bit different to envy. Jealousy is more about what we already possess and the worry we feel when that possession is threatened by another person. Jealousy is about defending against a perceived rival and the fear we feel at losing something that we value. We can be jealous of our relationships, our position at work, our security and the life that we've worked so hard to earn. Jealousy in and of itself is not necessarily a bad thing, however. In fact, the Old Testament speaks of God 
as a jealous God, a God who desires to protect his people from outside influence of pagan cultures and being led astray by sinful behaviours. Jealousy really only becomes a problem in our life when it drives us to act sinfully for the sake of that jealous protection. For example, the things we see in movies all the time, like crimes of passion, to eliminate a rival in a love triangle, or smearing someone's reputation at work to prevent them from ever threatening one's own job security. We hear this kind of jealousy at play in the second reading from James. He writes, quote, Wherever you find jealousy and ambition, you will find disharmony and wicked things of every kind being done. James is writing here to a community that has been torn apart by jealousy, and he's trying to wake them up to live virtuous lives so that there can be peace among them. We also see jealousy at work in the disciples in today's gospel, who we find arguing among themselves as to who is the greatest among them. They all genuinely love Jesus, but jealousy is driving them to see each other as a fundamental threat to that relationship. So rather than each focus on the gift of their relationship to the Messiah, they're distracted by arguments of who among them is the greatest, the most virtuous, the most correct, the most holy. The jealousy serves only as a distraction, and it causes division among them to the detriment of Christ's mission of faith hope, and love. Up to this point, I've been focusing on the subject of jealousy and how something which begins in the human heart can very quickly tear the community apart. This idea goes beyond jealousy, however, into every sinful desire of the human heart. In a second reading from James, he says, Where do these wars and battles between yourselves first begin? Isn't it precisely in the desires fighting within your own selves? James is telling us here that the way we treat others is often a reflection of what is happening within our own hearts. Now, I've never seen division among family, friends, and faith communities like the division that has been caused by COVID lockdowns, vaccines, and the wall-to-wall news coverage of the same. Each of us carry within ourselves on this topic different opinions, politics, concerns, and varying levels of trust in our institutions. It's okay to hold these ideas, to discuss them, and even debate them among one another to get closer to the truth, so long as our consciences are constantly being formed in light of the gospel and of church teaching. Inevitably, however, on some issues like these vaccines, there are disagreements, and these disagreements can cause tension, and even that's okay. It becomes a problem, however, when the desires of our hearts spill over into derision, scorn, hatred, condescension, and an unwillingness to show love to others. Division is undoubtedly the sport of the devil, and he will put freight on whichever train is most likely to cause it. I mention all of this because we as a Catholic community have a challenge ahead of us. The government has been saying that when the population hits around 70 or 80% vaccinated, restrictions will begin to ease, and this seems to include our churches. In a recent letter from the Archbishop of Sydney, he commented that he and other religious leaders are, quote, inclined to allow all comers to worship, and that many pastors and faithful would be uneasy with restricting worship to only the fully vaccinated, 
and that doing so could prove very divisive to our communities. We should keep in mind as we begin approaching these population targets that despite what past restrictions have inferred, the worship of God has never stopped being essential to us people of faith. Our church is not just another pub, a club or shopping centre or public park. Our church is the Lord's house, where we gather to give right worship to God and receive healing and strength through the power of the sacraments, especially in reconciliation and the Holy Eucharist. In today's Gospel, Jesus tells his disciples who have been fighting and divided among themselves, whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. One of the great fathers of the church, John Chrysostom from the 4th century, interprets this passage by saying, At the very sight of the child, Jesus persuaded them, the disciples, to humility and simplicity. For this little one was pure, of any desire for superiority and preference. And in the words of St. Bede the Venerable from the 8th century, by taking the child into his arms, Jesus implies that all people are worthy of his embrace and love. Archbishop Fisher echoed this very point when he said, A no-entry sign at the door of our church is wholly inconsistent with the gospel preached inside. Race, gender, ethnicity, age, education, wealth or health status, including vaccination, must not become points of division within the Christian community or barriers to each individual person's communion with Christ Jesus. The point of my preaching today is not to change your mind on vaccines or politics. That's simply not my job. My message today is to guard your hearts as we once again prepare to gather as a faith community. By all means, hold on to your opinions and concerns, but do not allow those things to bleed into envy, strife, and the desire for division. Recognize that despite where our neighbors are at, each of us continues to have the right to worship our God, and all of us remain deserving of love and respect. We cannot allow ourselves to become envious, desiring to strip from others what rightly belongs to them. This lockdown has already caused incredible hardship for so many. Let's prepare ourselves to come back to Mass with prudence, paying heed, of course, to the health advice, but not at the cost of excluding our brothers and sisters in Christ. Let us pray for that grace. Heavenly Father, may we all be one as you are one. Dispel from our hearts and communities those passions which lead only to destructive anger, fear, scorn, hatred and condescension. Enkindle in us instead the gifts of peace, love, prudence, and goodwill for our neighbour. As we look forward in hope to the day when we can once again gather in worship, guard our hearts against strife by giving us the understanding that nothing can or should ever separate us from the love of God in our Lord Jesus Christ. We ask this in your holy name, through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to seeing you next time.